A quick note about this podcast. Information is provided for educational purposes only and is not intended to include or constitute financial product advice. You should obtain independent advice from an Australian Financial Services licensee before making any investment decisions. Please refer to ASX's full disclaimer with respect to this podcast on the section of the ASX website titled The Ideas Exchange by ASX. Welcome to the December edition of ASX's Market Activity Podcast. My name is Jacinta King and joining us today once again is Rob Nash, who is stepping in for Graeme O'Brien. Welcome back, Rob. Thanks, Jacinta. It was great to join Graeme last month and again to be back here again with you today. Jacinta, just before we kick off, just, just want to clear up any truth to the rumour. Is there a reason why Graeme isn't here today? Is it because he wants to get his Christmas shopping done nice and early? <laughs> We all know that Graham loves to go shopping, but no, he's actually on a well-earned break. I think he's got a whole month off. Lucky him. I know we miss him. He's a great person to work with and have around. What's also been great is that we can report some positive numbers for November. So what's been the main drivers this month, Rob? That's right, Jacinta. After three months of declines, it's been great to see that November, we actually saw a rise of just over 4.5% for the ASX 200. In fact, it was the best monthly rise since January's 6.2% rally that we saw all the way at the beginning of the year. As has often been the case we've been discussing over recent months, interest rates and the direction for future rate moves has been a significant factor to how all of the equity markets, even, uh, even globally, have performed. Last month, we flagged, uh, Graham and I flagged that there was a, basically a 50-50 bet that the RBA would lift rates in early November. And in fact, they actually did deliver a Melbourne Cup rate rise of 25 basis points to 4.35%. But as often is the case, all eyes turn to offshore markets for some direction and, and general uh, lead on risk appetite. And central banks in the US and the UK kept their rates steady for the month. So there's general expectations <clears throat> that we may be closer to the end of the rate rise cycle. As a result of that uh, view, the S&P 500 for the month closed up over 8.5% and the NASDAQ had a very strong rally, nearly 11% for the month. Outside of interest rates, lots of attention domestically has been on the takeover of Origin Energy, which has been going on for some months now. During November, captured certainly a lot of media attention with Origin's largest shareholder publicly stating that it does not support the current deal. As a result, Origin closed down nearly 10% for the month. Finally, just a quick mention that gold was up about 2.5% for the month and oil gave back a little bit of some of their recent gains down 4.5% for the month, Jacinta. Wow, so that's quite a long time to wait for um, best month since January. Absolutely. So I'm I'm really pleased to hear that the the year has turned around a little bit there. So how about the sectors, Rob? How did they perform in November? A couple of big moves again, just said for the month, uh, for, for November, the, leading the pack were the A-REITs and healthcare, both up about 11% for the month. Technology sector closely followed suit with a rise of 8.4% for the month. Good to see the small cap sector delivering some good returns for November, up nearly 7%. Consumer discretionary and the materials sector up just under 5% each. Bringing up the rear though, uh, was the energy sector, as we talked about before, with the oil price down at nearly 4.5% for the month. Not surprisingly, we saw the energy sector down just over 7% for the month of November. Thanks, Rob. Um, what about some of the individual stocks? Who were the winners and losers out of our top 300 companies? 
some very big swings this month, Jacinta. The, uh, out of the top five uh, best performers, we saw Imogene Limited up 155% for the month. Block Inc., the US dual-listed payments company, up nearly 60% for the month. Temple & Webster, up 45%. Neuron Pharmaceuticals, up 44%. And Zipco, the other listed payments company, up 42%. On the uh, downside, we saw Integral Diagnostics declining about 33.5% for the month. APM Human Services, down 27%. Appen Limited, down 24%. Core Lithium down 22% and SSR Mining down 20%. That's um, some really interesting changes there. And those some of those numbers you've just given us are huge, both, both for the winners and the losers. Um, quite interesting for this month. Now looking at investment products, I'll provide a rundown of the October that was for investment products. Interestingly, we're actually down across all, all products and maybe that's from what you were just providing, perhaps people were looking more at investing in direct securities this last month. So in October, total assets under management of all ASX investment products decreased from $389.2 billion to $374.4 billion. Exchange-traded products were down 1.5% from $148.15 billion to $145.91 billion. M funds were down 3.5% from 1.9 billion to 1.34 billion. Licks and lits were down 4% from 49.07 billion to 47.1 billion. A REITs were down 5.7% from 132.6 billion to 125.11 billion. And infrastructure funds were down 5.3% from 58 billion to 54.9 billion. Just to reiterate, that was for October. So specifically with exchange-traded products, flows were minus 2.24 billion for the month of October, but the asset class breakdown by percent is pretty steady compared to the previous month with Australian equities have a, has a percentage of 27, global equities 46%, fixed income 13%, cash and other 13%. And then lastly, we welcomed one new investment product during October. It was the BitShares FTSE 100 currency hedged ETF with ticker code H100, which was admitted on the 25th of October. You know, Rob, this year today, we've welcomed 48 new investment products to ASX, and that trumps our record year of 41 last year. And also we've seen an uptick of active ETFs come to market in the latter half of this year. So there's continued growth in this area. Yeah, it's great to see such a such a strong year in what's been a, a difficult market for a lot of different products. It's great to see those uh, investment products still doing well. And I was at an industry event for people who work in the ETF industry, and and there's great enthusiasm. And uh, you know, as we look forward, that that there's we're in an area that has got growth, and and really enjoying being part of that and educating people how ETFs can fit into portfolios. Okay, in closing, I just wanted to also mention. We wrapped up ASX Investor Days last weekend. Uh, for those um, who are familiar with them, we run them on three consecutive Saturdays. We ran them in Brisbane, Melbourne, and Sydney. And we've got some on-demand content from the different speakers. And that, that will be hitting our website soon over the by the end of next week. We'll have some of those up. So for any listeners who weren't able to attend or interested to know more, they can catch some of that content. And what about um, in your world, Rob? There's some other things I think that, uh, we wanted to mention at the end of the year. Absolutely, Jacinta. There's, there's grain flagged 
over the last month or so. During November, we uh, saw the conclusion of the options trading game and the share market game. And what's been a clearly a, a tough couple of months to invest, uh, it's great to see such strong interest in both games. And congratulations to both winners who've been contacted directly. Uh, and if anyone has interest or wants to learn more about those two games, we will be kicking those off in early 2024. So please keep an eye out for some future announcements uh, about those two games in the new year. That's our update for November. On behalf of Rob and myself, season's greetings, and we wish you all the best with your investments through December. Are you keen to learn more? Why not visit the ASX blog, asx.com.au slash blog, for a wide range of articles, videos and insights from ASX experts, listed companies and investment professionals.